are live, live from the Encore Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. I am here. This is our first ever remote podcast. My producer Aaron's putting it on behind the scenes. Really, really appreciate him. I'm here for the pastor and evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth board meeting here in Las Vegas, the greatest evangelist on the planet, the second greatest pastor on the planet behind only Rodney Howard Brown. Really appreciate them, too, if any of them are watching. Love each and every one of you. But now maybe a little different than normal tonight. I'm going to talk a little quieter, at least possibly quieter than normal, because I do have a neighbor right here uh, to my left, maybe to my right. I don't know where I'm at inside the hotel. I'm on the, what are we on here, in the 51st floor? 57th floor. We're on the 57th floor right now of the, of the Encore Hotel. So maybe a little bit no, uh, different than normal. Won't be able to do some of the tech stuff we usually do. We'll have all the videos, all the tweets as as usual so welcome to the very first ever remote podcast the more that i travel the more we're going to be doing these things aaron put together the whole package so you know we'll be able to do these things as i travel now i'm just going to do a couple random things to start off here's an ntd news tweet and i got to look more to my left tonight than normal to read these as of today russia is suspending its participation this is huge news now huge news as of today, that is actually today, Russia is suspending its participation in the Strategic Offensive Arms Treaty. Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin announced Moscow's unilateral suspension of its participation in the start. If actually, Russia is actually taking itself out of the START Treaty. Now, why are they doing that? Because of U.S. arms support being sent to Ukraine. Why do we have a Ukrainian war? Let's deep dive for just a moment. Why do we have a Ukrainian war? Well, we know that the prior, the prior prime minister before Netanyahu of Israel has said publicly that the peace deal between Volodymyr Zelensky and Vladimir Putin was already accomplished. It was done. It was finished. Neither one of them wanted to go to war. There was concessions in place. And the only reason why it did not occur was because of the Biden administration refusing to go along with this basically signed off peace treaty. So the Biden administration, because they are tools of the CCP and the World Economic Forum, wanted wanted this conflict. And of course, we know that the Biden administration then bombed the, the Nord Stream pipeline. But just for just for a moment now, because lots of news is coming out that now China is aligning with Russia. That's already we already knew that. And a lot of you have already known that. But there's way more to it than just that. It's not that they just want a a regional conflict. It's not just that they, you know that that for some reason or another, whether it's it, there's many tributaries to that river, there are many different tributaries to why we have a Ukrainian, why we have a war, Russia versus Ukraine. But just remember that it was already signed off. The peace treaty was already done, and the Biden administration would not go along with it. So, Volodymyr, Volodymyr Zelensky didn't go along with it, and of course Vladimir Putin didn't go along with it. So, of course, we have the Biden administration wanting Ukraine to be on fire. So that all of Joe Biden's various, uh, you know, well, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's misconduct is burned to the ground inside of, of Ukraine, where you have Metabiota, which also, Aaron, you can't do that. I can drive, there you go, or hold it low. There you go. Sorry, this is some tech stuff going on. So you have Metabiota, which was funded, Metabiota Bioweapons Lab. Now they call it, of course, a bioresearch lab, but it was a bioweapons lab, which was funded, owned by, 
Hunter Biden, which was sending money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We've got that. All right. Then you've got Pravat Bank, which was funding both Volodymyr Zelensky and Hunter Biden, sending money to both. Pravat Bank was, was funding Burisma, which, of course, was funding Hunter Biden to the tune of $80 million a month. The Burisma, Burisma was under investigation by Victor Shulkin, the current, at the time, the current, uh, what we call like a state attorney or a district attorney, an attorney general, attorney general of Ukraine, was investigating Burisma. That's where Hunter. That's where you had Joe Biden over there as the emissary to Ukraine, going over the saying, you know what, you either fire this Victor Shokin who's looking into the looking to prosecute the company that is sending my son a million dollars, eighty thousand dollars a month. You need to fire him now. Or you're not getting your billion dollars of aid now. The president of Pravat Bank, which was funding Burisma, which was also funding the acting career of who, Volodymyr Zelensky. He's now been arrested. Various other entities that are holding paperwork that would expose the Biden administration have been burned to the ground. That is why you have, and of course you have the Metabiota Connection, which was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They, of course, have been shut down because there's a, there's a, a, a war going on. Of course, and all the other, of course, the side benefits are this. So you're hearing that China is is aligning with Russia. We, that's old news. But China is also aligned with Ukraine. The Belt and Road Initiative is being put into place. To China's Belt and Road Initiative, which is all over the continent of Africa, all over the continent of Australia. The Belt and Road Initiative is an infusion of billions and billions of dollars of Chinese funds into an economy. By the way, their Chinese funds are as counterfeit as our funds. They're just made out of thin air by devalued currency, which I don't have time to get into right now. So you have China on both sides. China is funding Ukraine and is also funding Russia by buying all their fuel. Very strange, right? You would think that if you're going to have a war, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, how about the friend of my enemy being my friend? Because, because China, who is somehow of course, aligned with Russia is also aligned with Ukraine. And in the midst of this war, now you have a global few, uh, food shortage. You might be thinking, well, no, I don't get my wheat from Ukraine. But yeah, but the problem is, if you have one major source of food shut down, which Ukraine is the breadbasket, the Kansas of Europe is Ukraine. If that gets shut down, all of that wheat then has to come from some other source, namely the United States and the Netherlands. Netherlands is number two agricultural producer on the planet after the United States. So that's all shut down. So when the third world, when the first world is having a food shortage, the third world is starving to death. Remember what I've told you. It's between three and 500 million people, primarily kids, starved to death because of the COVID mitigations, i.e., the COVID lockdowns of businesses. So now you're doing the exact same thing again. Remember everything that's happening, and I'll get back to the Ukraine in just a second. Everything that's happening is not a dry run. I've been saying this now for a week. It's kind of my latest thing. Nothing, because you'll see people, this is a dress rehearsal for what's to come. This is a dry run. COVID was a, was a dress rehearsal of things to come. Or, a, you know, a, a, a dry run. We're going to, or, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a trial by, you know, just whatever, whatever you want to call it, but a, a rehearsal or a dry run. 
it's or a trial balloon. That's what I was trying to think. A trial balloon that kind of goes along with the Biden administration's balloon. So, so like a trial balloon. It's none of these things are true. None of these things are rehearsals. They're attempts. Understand the difference between a rehearsal and an attempt. You can have them. You can have criminals try to rob a bank and they don't succeed and they get turned back. That wasn't a rehearsal. It was an attempt. All of this is an attempt. Now, when they attempt, they go in to try to take it all, but they settle for what they get. And I said this on the last podcast, a lot of people, not not those of you that are watching probably this podcast right now, but I'm just saying, a lot of people are settling back and now getting used to an assimilated lifestyle. They had this, this attempt to steal all of your freedoms, to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, using the singular access point would be at the time a vaccine passport and then controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. They access controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. They came in and they stole a certain amount of your freedoms. Now, a lot of people, a lot of what we, you know, right-wingers or whatever, are now have been assimilated. They're used to now some of their, their freedoms being stolen are now relaxing. You know, whether, whether, whether it be people on the Hill, on Capitol Hill or not, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about all of us. You have a certain amount of conservatives now that are just relaxing. I see it, in, I see it at my church. They're going back to their COVID caving churches that will cave again. They appreciate that they have any job whatsoever. So, you know, probably they probably lost somewhere in the neighborhood in the last 50 years in the United States. We've probably lost 40 to 50 percent of our rights, if not more than that. And people settle in because they are gradually assimilated by these continuous attempts. They're not dry runs. They're not practices. They're not trial balloons. They are actual attempts every single time to take more of your freedom. And it's not as simple as just take your freedom. There has to be a reason why they're taking your freedom. They're actually leveraging you into a one world commerce system with an access point to that commerce system where you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel unless you have access to all of the product. Product being food, fuel, travel, entertainment. You have to have the the ability to access those things. And they want to control that access. Whether it's you're looking at electric cars, so you gotta you gotta see this, you know, in big picture of why they're doing what they're doing. That way, you know, it's got nothing to do with my health, nothing at all to do with my health, nothing at all to do with the climate change. You know, I listened to a leftist give a climate change summary the other day, right here at Red Rock Canyon. The person running the gift shop because they've been they've been trained by the state, by the state of Nevada, which is leftist. It's great areas of Nevada. And they just want the governor of Nevada is now is now a Republican. But they can't. Like I've told you, we'll win state races. We will never win another national race. So you have a you have a governor win in the state of Nevada where I'm sitting right now. The governor wins a Republican conservative governor wins. But yet we lose the Senate race. Why is that? Because of where I'm sitting right now, which is Clark County, Nevada, which is manifesting ballots out of thin air. So the, back, to the, back to the girl. So she's given her climate change summary, and she says this. She goes, well, you know, it used to be what we would say was that the world was warming and that you would have no longer have any winners. And now what we're saying is that you know, it's not a matter of you're not going to have any winners, but you're going to have a very extreme winter and a very extreme summer. So you're going to have a very hot summer and a very, very cold winter. That's our new, now she didn't put it this way, but th- th- those were all quotes. That's their new spiel. So my question is, what changed? 
If it remember how it went, first it was going to be global cooling, where we were going to be long 20, 30 years ago in an, another ice age. That no longer that got erased, and then came global warming, and now that's changed because none of their predictions happened. Just like none of the global cooling predi- predictions happened. So now we're in now we're in global we were in global warming. None of those predictions came true. So now we are in climate change. So my thing is. It's either one thing or the other. It's either changing in a way that's, that human beings will survive or it's not. And of course, it's not changing in any way because all, if you want to know how the world's going to end, it's, you just read the book of Revelation. And my whole thing is what changed? I mean, if, if there, it's, either, it's either changing or it's not changing. And we know the climate perpetually changes. I'm talking about in the way that there's, I mean, the reason why it, it, it's actually in the, it's, it's on purpose, the confusion of what I'm saying right now, that, that, that actual, that's actually the point because the climate is always changing. So you can't say that it's not changing. You see what I mean? Cause it is always changing. You'll have hot summers, cold, cold summers, warm winters, cold winters. So the point is no matter what, how it changes, they're right. You see, but what, what happened with this was, they were diametrically wrong, and they had to change their argument. So their science never changed. I mean, the science never changed. And it's the exact same thing that happened with COVID. None of their predictions came about. So, of course, they then had to change their approach to things. All right, so let me just do a couple of these random things as we get started here. All right, well, we already did start. but So back, let me just sum up on Russia real quick. So we have Russia removing itself from our start nuclear arms treaty all for what purpose because joe biden in the biden administration which is a galactic train wreck refused to sign on to basically the agreed upon peace treaty with i mean you you don't understand something they and you know for all intents and purposes Zelensky and putin were in the same room agreeing until joe biden beca- became involved i mean think about it. until joe biden became involved they were actually in agreement and now look where we're at now, where we are closer. You know, we're not going to get into World War III. So I'm telling you, and I'm giving you some bold predictions. I'm telling you, we're not going into World War III. It's not going to happen. Why? Why would we not get into World War III? It's the same reason why they're not going to develop a 90% death rate virus, a 90% fatal virus. It's not going to happen. Why, why would, they're not going to kill themselves. These bourgeois leftist globalist elitists love themselves. Plus, it's not the book of Revelation. It's not going to happen. Then we're not going to have World War III. Vladimir Putin dies in World War III. Volodymyr Zelensky dies in World War III. Joe Biden dies in World War III. Everybody dies in World War III. They're not going to allow that to happen. And it's the same reason why when Bill Gates releases Sears, if he ever does, it'll be another very targeted, very specific virus that is technically for all intents and purposes, benign in nature. You're like, Tom, COVID-19 killed a lot of people. How many people did it kill? Here's the the World Health Organization's estimate. You ready? It's very precise. Five to 18 million. So either it's five or almost four times more than what they say. 18, that's the, I mean, this this is all on purpose for mass confusion. They have no idea how many people COVID killed because COVID barely killed any people. Just so you know, you know you, you, I'll make enemies say It's just the truth. And again, I go back to the argument that you've heard me say a couple times in this podcast. Everybody followed the British way of doing things. How, what was the British way of doing things? Two forms 
It's either two or three. I'll just say three to be safe. Three forms of pneumonia in Great Britain are their leading cause of death every year. Why? Because pneumonia kills the elderly. So pneumonia, those three forms of pneumonia, we'll call them ABC, were the leading cause of death in Great Britain over the last hundred years. Leading cause of death. They took all three of those forms of pneumonia, A, B, and C, and labeled them COVID. That is absolute fact. They have publicly admitted it. They publicly admitted that they did exactly that, that they just went ahead. They just presumed that everybody dying of, of pneumonia was COVID. So basically, every death that occurred on the planet was attributed to COVID. That's why they can't say how many people died of COVID, because let's just, I'll just make up a number. In America, we have about 1 to 1.2 million Americans die per year. Period. That's the way that it's been 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, all the way up to today. So that, that's how many. So let's just make it up for the world. Let's just say that every year, 5 million people die. I know that's not accurate. I'm just saying. They'd be able to tell you how many people died of COVID because they would be able to, okay, 2020, 5.7 million people died. 5.8 million. And then 2021, whatever. They'd be able to give you a rough estimate if it was really COVID. Now we have, of course, the mixing of the vaccines, which are causing exponential increases in excess death. So they can't calculate anything now. Every, everything now, though, all the maladies caused by the vaccines, whether it's myocarditis, blood clotting, and everything else, are being blamed on COVID at long COVID. All right, so they, they continue just to make up COVID deaths. That's why they can't give you any sort of actual, actual estimate on COVID deaths. But I'm telling you, there's not going to be a nuclear war. If I'm wrong and there's a nuclear war, we don't have to worry about it anyway. You know, I mean, we're going to be able to broadcast? No. All right, so, I mean, it's not going to happen. There's going to be EMP strikes and everything else will be out anyway. So I won't have to apologize for that one. Like, I've had to apologize. Listen, when I, when I get it wrong, I, I admit that I got it wrong. I thought Trump would be president. I never got into the craziness of Trump would be on in July this or, or August that and these special days. Never got into this person's going to be arrested or that. I just thought in the first couple months after the election that the election would be overturned. The other thing that I was wrong about, was saying that George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin. He was not murdered by Derek Chauvin. He was ki- he killed himself with three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his body. That's how that's how he died, according to the coroner. So I came out and said I was wrong. See, I'm not like all the COVID caving pastors and all the people that are afraid to admit when they get something wrong just to say you got it wrong. When you see the proliferation of vaccine passports because of your masking, locking down, and pimping and whoring vaccines from your pulpits, and now people can't buy, sell, trade, or travel right out of the Revel- book of Revelation without their QR-coded mark of the beast. You know what? If you're a COVID-caving pastor and you preach those things, you ought to come out and say you were wrong. You were wrong. But people don't do that, except for a few of us. A few of us actually do that. But I'm just telling you, there's not going to be a, a World War Three, a nuclear World War Three, because they will all die. They're not going to release a virus with a 90% fatality rate because they, you can't control a virus. They'll all be dead too. It'll just be like COVID-19 where you have it very specific. Basically, the obese and the elderly died of COVID-19 and nobody else. 82% of hospitalizations in the United States for COVID-19 were people who were obese. The average age of death of COVID-19 in the United, in, in the United States is 77. The average life expectancy in the United States is 77. You'll see another attack like that. Will it come after kids? Maybe. Maybe kids. Maybe the youngest, youngest of the young without develop, developed immune systems. They may get it. Because these people want to abort you at any stage of life from the moment of conception until you're 90 years old. They want to abort you. All right, let's go to the next story and we'll come back to vaccines and stuff later.
I'm just putting out random stuff. Again, I got to look more to the left tonight because we're we're doing our, our we're doing our remote setup. So just so you know why I'm cranked so hard to the left. All right, yeah, Gage. This I just find this story to be hysterical. I mean, this is just hysterical. Gage Grosskrantz has filed a lawsuit against Kyle Rittenhouse for shooting him. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. This this just this is the this is the epitome. This absolutely epitomizes our culture. What do you have? You have video tape footage. Now, Gage, it's hard for me to say his name. Aaron, you got a good grasp on Grosskrantz, something like that. Grosskrantz, whatever. We'll just call him Gage. So you got Gage suing Kyle Rittenhouse, all right, for, because he got, he's civilly suing me. Notice, of course, he was, he was uh, exonerated on the criminal charges. Remember Kyle Rittenhouse, charged with three counts of felonious, of felonious, oh, well, two, how many counts of murder? One count of murder and then atten- and then three counts of attempted felony murder. Or one count one count of murder, two counts of, of, of attempted murder, exonerated on all of them. Uh, Gage was one of those attempted murders that he was charged with. And this shows you the absurdity and the cowardice. You never, ever undersell or underestimate cowardice. Never. Don't ever, don't ever under... The reason why Derek Chauvin is in prison right now is because of cowardice. Because people, they, you know what, if we exonerate him, there's going to be rights. You do what's right. Whatever the, whatever the demons do, they do. But you do what's right. But never underestimate, underestimate cowardice. So if you just look at the Kyle Rittenhouse criminal trial, where you've got him on video, irrefutable video, indisputable video, committing acts of self-defense, getting hit in the back of the neck, with a skateboard, shoots that guy. He's dead. And he shot another. Yeah, it was two dead guys. Two people died. That guy and the other, the, the bald guy. And then Gage, Grosskrantz, that's how you pronounce it, Grosskrantz. He comes charging at Kyle, all on video, charging at Kyle Rittenhouse with a loaded, cocked and ready, nine millimeter aimed at Kyle Rittenhouse and he loses his bicep because Kyle Rittenhouse shoots him through his bicep with an AR-15. If you're stupid enough, I mean, again, don't ever underestimate stupidity, underestimate stupidity and cowardice, never under, or just galact, just absolute, just denial. So you, you see Gage is now suing Kyle Rittenhouse for shooting him. For what? For what? He was charging at Kyle Rittenhouse with a loaded nine millimeter pointed at Kyle Rittenhouse, and he got shot. Who's pointed? What? Who pointed their gun at who first? Gage pointed his gun at Kyle first because Kyle was still having to, to fend off the other idiot. So he gets shot. He loses his he loses his bicep. And and honestly, I think that kids are so maladapted. Not that I'm not saying Gage Grosskrantz is a kid. He's I think he's in his late 20s, early 30s. But he's a kid in my eyes. I'm like, kids are so malformed and so poorly raised that they do not understand weights and balances. They don't understand acts and consequences. That that you don't understand that you were righteously shot because of your unrighteous actions. He believes somehow that he would, how, what was the person supposed to do? He doesn't actually put into his mind. What would you do, Gage, if you were, if a person pointed a loaded gun at you and you had a loaded gun, what would you do? So now he's suing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse 
I guess, for damages. And the exact same thing happened with Alex Jones. And again, this has to do with both our civil trial system and our criminal trial system. And if you think that you're immune, you're crazy, which is why we need to hearken back to a strong federalist system where each, where each state will not actually allow people to be criminally charged in other states. Do you, know, you, you see what, I'm, what I mean by that? It's just using Alex Jones as an example. Well, that's, not, that's not criminally charged, but it's civilly charged with defamation. So we, what I'm talking about is, is extradition. So, I mean, if, if someone committed a, a crime, and an, I'll, I'll explain. So let me use Alex Jones real quick. So Alex Jones, of course, is having to pay almost a billion dollars in defamation, uh, uh, con, uh, what do you call them, uh, settlements, thank you, Aaron, Some, uh, defamation settlements against people who are dead. Do you see how our society is completely nonsensical? Absolutely complete. How do you how do you defame somebody who's dead? Tom, you're belittling the dead. I'm not belittling the dead. Of course, I'm talking about the victims of Sandy Hook. Any whether they're kids or whether they're adults, they're dead. No matter what you believe about it, they're dead. You can't defame a dead person. What does defamation mean? It means to not allow somebody to continue to make a living through what you said. So if you came out and said somebody was a child molester, so now you cost them their job at a hospital or a daycare center, they can sue you for defamation and sue you for huge dollars. If you defame their character to the place where they can no longer earn a living because of the damage that was done to their reputation, that's defamation. Alex Jones is paying, what is it? A thousand millions, right? So 900, I believe it's $62 million dollars. $962 $962 million in defamation settlements for dead people. And you're like, no, that's not going to, no, it's not going to the dead people. It's going to the alive parents of these kids and the alive relatives of dead people. How are the alive relatives defamed? I mean, how? See, none of this makes any sense because of cowardice and just outright galactic stupidity. None of it makes you have somebody like Gage Grosskrantz suing Kyle Rittenhouse for damages when Kyle Rittenhouse is on video defending himself against Gage Grosskrantz, who has a gun pointed at him that's locked and loaded and ready to go. Not to mention just how stupid you have to be to be Gage Grosskrantz. How stupid do you have to be to charge at somebody with an AR-15 when you have a 9mm? How stupid can you possibly be? All right, let's go to the next one, Aaron. I'll stay on this all night. I'll never leave. Just wanted to put this out here. Now, I want to, um, PJ Media tweet, another train derails, another train derails, this time in Nebraska. And let me just say all this for everybody out there. If you've ever noticed, you can bring it back to me, Aaron, if you've ever noticed this, I am not, I am not a QAnon guy. I'm not going to try to weave things together. I see other people, either, even other people that I love and that I follow on social media. Everything, everything out there is a, you know, a sinister, a sinister plot, a conspiracy, whatever it may be. Now, I'm not saying anything isn't. Understand that. When I, when I look around the world right now and suddenly we have countless, you know, copious amounts of factories on fire. We have these train derailments. And remember, we have about 100 train derailments a year in the United States. All I do is sit back for a while, and they also found a pipe bomb on another, on another set of tracks. I can't remember where in the country. 
So something may be happening. We need to see how it ties together and what the impacts are before. Now, we can, we can honestly say now something's going on with the food. Something's happening. We'll get to that. But right now with trains and factories being on fire, remember, this does happen all the time. Now, I could gain a lot of clicks. And views will go down right now because I'm not calling it what it isn't. We don't know what it is. We honestly do not know what's happening. We don't know if there's some sort of attack on the infrastructure of, the, of America or just the infrastructure is so poor. Remember that they always say that they're going to spend copious millions upon millions on infrastructure? That's always, and they're never, we're never going to, not, not one penny of this is, is not paid for while we go into $32 trillion worth of debt. That's what they always say. It's going to infrastructure and not one of, not one, one penny of this, not one penny of this will count against our debt. Not one penny of this is not paid for. That's what they always say. So maybe our infrastructure, as we're $32 trillion in debt, coming up on it, we're 31.5 now. By the end of this year, we'll be $32 trillion in debt. In 2000, we were less than $1 trillion in debt. So they always say that. So maybe it's either our infrastructure is absolutely horrid, and that's why we're having train derailments, or we're getting attacks, or there's one that maybe, you know, if you're looking at Palestine, maybe that was on, you just, you don't, nobody knows. And to sit here and act like you know when you don't, just so you get, so, so that you have clickbait, I'm not going to be irresponsible like that. We don't know what's happening. We honestly don't know. Now, when you start that, now with the food plants, now there's, there's definitive, definitive evidence of global, globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitists monkeying around with the food, the global food system. We know that whether it's Mark Rutt, global, young global leader for the World Economic Forum, who's trying to confiscate 40% of the farmland in the Netherlands. A video that I had from ZZZ was taken down. No, it wasn't ZZZ, it was somebody else, I can't remember. But it was in France, farmers went, I love, I love, I love French farmers, are some of my favorite people on the planet. Because whenever they get mad, they load up these almost like manure firing machine guns somehow i don't know what these things have that they hook onto the back of their tractors but they fire manure like 50 yards and they go and they cover whoever it is that's adversely affecting them they cover their home or they cover their office with manure or both i love it i had a video of that because in france the the farmers the farmers are very angry and all the a lot of these are a lot of these farmers are coming together whether it's france uh Germany, Netherlands, they're coming together because they know what's happening. They're being run out of business because what what the World Economic Forum, it's easy to say World Economic Forum, but and it is the World Economic Forum, but it's even bigger than that. It's a, it's a global cabal. It's really a global cabal of bourgeois leftist elitists. That's what it is who want, who are power perverts who want to control your life. So if they limit food, everybody's got to eat. So if they, if they hold all the food themselves, get rid of small farms, just have the Walmart-style farms. That's why you get rid of small businesses. If you get rid of small businesses, you have no alternative to their product hub. If all of the product is in one place and they control access to that, they control the consumers of the product. But in France, they're spraying manure all over this because they're trying to control how much you can irrigate your land. To give, is, is there, is there a water shortage globally that I'm not aware of? Is there a water shortage in France that I'm not aware of? Then why are they regulating how much water they can put on their crops? Because again, this is about leveraging people into a one world commerce system. Control all the food 
and you control the consumers of the food, which is you and me. That's the point of it all. So how do you control food? Shrink the amount of food. It's like shrink the amount of business. Notice it's all the same demonic tactics. COVID did what? Shrink, just symbolically, shrink the amount of food by, or shrink the amount of product by closing every small business except hub style businesses like Walmart. Because then you can just, because Walmart's leftist. Now, Sam, since Sam Walton's been gone, his daughter runs it. She's a hardcore leftist, woke leftist monster, just like Disney. So if you if everything goes to Walmart, whether it's Sam's, Walmart, then all you got to do is control one woman who's already controlled. If you have a bunch of other stores where you can buy the products that are in Walmart, you can't control those people. You and I have alternatives. It's exactly why they want you to have an EV. They want you to have an electric car because they control all the fueling. Now you're like, how oh, they control all the fueling? Because all you, if, right now, if you want to control my fueling and your fueling, where, where I'm sitting right now in Las Vegas, there's within a mile here, there's a hundred gas stations. You know, and, and, and many different entities own those gas stations and parts of those gas stations. So I have lots of alternatives. But if you outlaw fossil fuels, then my only way to charge my car to fuel my car is a socket in my house. And that goes to one company. So it's gone from 100 companies that you need to control. If you want to leverage the world, you have to control those 100 companies. Now it's gone to one company, one local company. That's it. All you got to do is control Clark County Utilities. That's it. That's the point of it. That's the point behind COVID. That's the point behind climate change. That's, behind, that's the point behind transgenderism and the radical homosexual agenda. That's the plan behind it all, to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. You're like, why would anybody want to do that? I can't tell you why. I can just tell you that it's demonic. And, that, and these people, they, they, they're power perverts, sadomasochistic, almost sexual perversion. They want to control people. That's who they are. All right, where am I at, Aaron? Pictures of the who? Yes. So here's another one for you. Here's what's happening now. The, the, this, what's so funny about oh, I'll get into it. Republicans push back against an accord giving who power over U.S. pandemic response. All right, you can bring it back to me. So the who now has control because of the Biden administration, our pandemic responses. And people will say, no, they don't. We could always fight against it. Yeah, because we're state to states and we're a federalist system. So if you want to really making an accurate statement. It is nationally. Technically speaking, the who right now, because the Biden administration has signed on to this, controls our next pandemic outbreak. And of course, there's you're like, and I think like this, what pandemic outbreak? I know because I was born in 1968 and there was never a pandemic until 2020. And before 1968, the closest one to that was, was, was um, 1917, the, the, the flu. The the, uh, the the big the the outbreak of the flu I forgot the <laughs> Spanish flu thanks there Spanish flu so yeah the Spanish flu outbreak in 1917 that was the last one so 17 absolutely nothing all the way to 2020 but they're endlessly preparing for the next pandemic because it's got nothing to do with your health it has to do with again attempts not dry runs not trial balloons not rehearsals attempts everything is an attempt it's an attempt to steal your freedom. And it sounds so vague to steal your freedom. It's very, it's not vague. It's to take control of your life. It's not just steal your freedom. It's to take control of you. To actually take control of your life. Everything is an attempt to do that. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the absolute opposite. 
is the absolute opposite of anything trying to, I mean, if God Almighty wanted to control your life, he could just control your life. He doesn't do that. He gives you an option. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by by the yoke of slavery. So the gospel is the absolute antithesis of the loss of freedom. The antithesis. So if you want, right now, this has got nothing to do with right or left, good or bad. It has to do with the devil versus God. The antichrist spirit versus the Holy Spirit. That's it. So you better, if you're on here and you're watching right now and you're not a born again believer, you'd better get born again now. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I turn from my sin. Do it now. So the who now is in charge of our pandemic response. Because we are a federalist society, there will be people like Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome, who will say not in our state and we'll be able to fight it for years and even maybe decades to come in those states. But just like Right now, where you have the CDC, who has put the COVID vaccine on their mandatory child vaccination list, which what I mean by mandatory is their recommended child vaccination list. For blue states, that is now mandatory. Because blue states, which are leftists, and the CDC is leftist, NIH is leftist, the FDA is leftist, the archives are leftist, whatever, the FBI is leftist. They're all leftists, which is why, again, I always wonder why Christians follow the orders of leftist baby butchering organizations. Vax, mask, lock down your churches. Why would you ever listen to your enemy's requests? Why? So now, just like that, where you have, you can basically say that the WHO now controls all blue states when it comes to pandemic response. Now, the problem is it doesn't, you don't have to have a pandemic because COVID-19 was not a pandemic. If COVID-19 at the high end, they're saying COVID-19 killed 5 to 18 million people. What, again, I just that assessment boggles my mind. You can't come up with anything closer than one number or four times more than that number. That's as good as, those are the people that are telling you to get vaccination. That they tell you that the earth is, is, that the climate is changing to the place where it's an existential threat to your life. It's hard to even talk about climate change. Climate's always changing. Climate just changed. Right, we're going to have an open window tonight, but we couldn't because the climate change behind us turned to a gray mess. But those are are the people that are telling you to do those things. So as now the CDC's vaccine recommendations are now law in every blue state, the World Health Organization's recommendations are now law in every blue state. That's how it's not a dry run. It's an attempt And they're going to take many states doing this. They have no rights to do it. We are not, we, the who has no authority over us. None. We, we are governed. We are not ruled. We are, we have no rulers for all the Christians that bowed their knees, strapped on masks, pimped and hoard vaccinations, took vaccinations, locked down their churches because they were Romans 13 Christians because you are to obey your ruling authorities. I obeyed my ruling authorities. You didn't. Your ruling authority in the United States is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So I, by staying open and never vaxxing, never masking, never locking down, I obeyed my ruling authority. You didn't. While you're espousing the opposite, you're out there saying, I'm obeying my ruling authority. And, and people, disobedient Christians like Tom Lipley, who, who, who've read Romans 13, are disregarding it, are not obeying the ruling authority. Wrong. I obeyed my ruling authority. By saying, I will not do anything that's that's unconstitutional. You did the opposite. 
You violated Romans 13. But now all these blue states, just like they're governed by the CDC, are now governed by the World Health Organization, which is on purpose. Here's the thing. We need to just understand. We are on, we take sides. We're gonna, it's just going to have to be that way. I'm not talking about violence. I'm just saying, ideologically, you know what? There are people that are for us, and there are people that are against us. A house divided against itself can't stand anyway. So stop trying to understand. Stop trying to lure leftists. You're not going to lure them. You're not going to win them with facts. It's not going to happen. Occasionally, you'll get a Dave Rubin, and those are the people. You can try to get the tweeners, like the independents, to come over to our side and not get caught up by the leftists and not become leftists, one to, left, to, to leftist ideology. But you're not, we're not going to win people. Like, you're not going to win people like that with the truth because they believe that lying leads to the greater good. So truth doesn't do anything to impact their agenda. If your agenda is that you lie to the, to, so that you are ushering in a greater good, then truth is actually, is actually a, a, a challenge to your agenda. It, it actually um, contradicts your agenda. So you wouldn't want the truth. So that's just where we are. This just came out. And what's so sad about this, and the last thing I'll say about this who thing, is that Australia just defeated it. We're worse than Australia now. Australia, 96% vaccination rate. United States, 70%. And then the United States stopped. Basically, the, citizen, the citizenry of the United States stopped vaccinating after Vax 1, Vax 2. Australia vaxed well into Vax 4. And they were smart enough to say, you know what? The World Health Organization is not going to run any sort of pandemic slash health response inside of our country. But by the way, you can fly into Australia unvaxxed and you can't fly in the United States unvaxxed. We're worse than Australia because of the Biden administration. Now, we have pockets of the United States that are far better than Australia. Obviously, South Dakota, Florida, Texas, numerous others, Georgia, numerous other places are way better. But what's, what they're trying to do is consolidate power. They've now the World Health Organization, when it comes to pandemic response, which is everything, which is, again, I, don't, I hate to deep dive into every last thing, but it's, it, I want you to understand the depths of this. If you can get a pandemic, then you have all power. And what do I mean by that? In the United States, if you can get a pandemic, then you can get a DOD response, a Department of Defense res- response, which is what happened under COVID-19, which I won't deep dive into right now. It was a DOD response. That's, the, that's what licensed the EUAs. Yet a DOD response, which what is a DOD response? A bioweapon response. We were told that it's a medical emergency. It was reclassified as a bioweapon attack, which they all knew that it was, which they've never admitted to. And that's what licensed the EUAs the emergency use authorization vaccines and the power that that the federal government believed that it had and the government that governors unilaterally thought they had none of them actually did but if you can get a pandemic then you could potentially get a DOD response which removes all of your rights which by the way nothing removes your rights they tell you that it removes their, your rights the DOD tells you that it removes your rights your governors tell you and you maybe state senates and legislatures tell you that pandemics because it's an emergency, we're under a state of emergency. Do you find anywhere in the Constitution where it says states of emergency, states of emergencies invalidate all constitutional rights? They don't. They just tell you all of it's a giant fraud. It's all a giant fraud because you've got God who tells the truth. And then you have the prince of the power of the air who runs this earth, which is the devil. 
and he is the father of all lying. So everything you see is a lie. Everything. Every, every, I mean, again, everything is a broad statement. There are things that are true, obviously. But I'm talking about global governance. I'm talking about even, even national governance. Everything you see, everything coming out of the cesspool in D.C. are all lies. All corrupt. I'm talking, people want to, you know, you go around D.C. And I said this on the last podcast of the podcast before. You go around D.C., and you look at the monument to Iwo Jima, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, whatever it may be, the Vietnam Memorial, you're like, man, what a great country it is. Greatest country there's ever been. I say that without hesitation. And it still is, but barely hanging on. But you need to understand that the Declaration of Independence is great. The Constitution is great. The Bill of Rights is great. But we are run by a, a, a poop-filled, maggot-filled cesspool of corruption. So those things started off great, but those things are now mitigated and um, translated by cesspool dwellers. They tell you what's constitutional. They tell you what's democratic. They, they, they define what's a democracy. They believe mass censorship is democracy. Aborting the unborn is democracy. Not doing forensic audits or even checking an election's uh, validity is democracy. I mean, isn't democracy actually doing a forensic audit, not denying the ability to do a forensic audit? But for them, democracy is denying the ability to do a forensic audit. But that's just, that's where we are. And I want you to know that when it comes to the World Health Organization, let's get into vaccines. COVID vaccine injuries video. And this is Peter McAuliffe. I will never understand the level of mass formation psychosis. Play for me here. When people die after the vaccine, there is an astonishing lack of outrage by the surviving family members. This is very important. Young person after young persons die tragically after the vaccine without any signs of concern or outrage by family members. This is a sign of what we call mass psychosis. This means that people are in the formation. It's almost like a zombie-like state where they are emotionally inert to the loss of a family member because it's happened at the end of a hypodermic needle with a COVID-19 vaccine. There is a shroud of, of shame, of guilt, of remorse, and a, a distorted notion that this was done for someone else, for public safety, for uh, the overall beneficence of society. I can tell you, Ted, this is disturbing. When a child dies of cancer, the family members start a, a, a fund funding campaign to help fund cancer research. When a child dies of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, the families help spawn screening programs for these uh, precipitants of sudden death. But here with COVID-19 vaccination, almost a uniform absence of family outrage over the loss of their loved one, unnecessarily so, with the COVID-19 vaccine. Obviously, we've seen how easy it is to induce people into a mass formation psychosis. That's what we've seen. I mean, again, picking on because judgment begins at the house of the Lord, 1 Peter 4, 17. Speaking first for the evangelical, not speaking for the evangelical community, but speaking to the evangelical community. They all, mass formation psychosis. You just fed a lie and everybody believed it. And if you didn't believe it, you weren't a loving Christian. I'm not a loving Christian if I don't put a mask on that does nothing. I'm not a loving Christian if I don't lock down a lockdown that does nothing. I'm not a loving Christian if I don't pimp and whore vaccines that actually do the opposite of love, which is kill people. 
And now what you're seeing too is that it, it, there's again many tributaries to this river. You have you have people that have injected their children that have now died, and they're lying to themselves saying that you know it just happened. You know it just happened for whatever reason. Okay, remember the Edward Dow statistics. Between the ages 25 to 64, deaths are up 40 percent worldwide. 40 excess death, 40 percent up 40 percent in 2022. 40 percent. In all those other age categories, 30 to 32%. And so these people are telling themselves what? They're telling themselves what? I don't know. They're telling themselves, you know what? Uh, my kid died for the greater good. Uh, your kid died for the greater good. You know, we took one for the team. Team what? Okay, your child had no chance of dying of COVID whatsoever. And what Peter McCullough is talking about is he need. I'm just saying this, this sounds horrible. He needs the bodies. They need to know why these people are dying. And no people, no, nobody in substantial numbers as he, as now, again, they're not going to be able to conceal these numbers forever. It's, it, it's already coming out. You see them running for the hills right now. All of them are running for the hills. But still, when you, if you have a 14 year old who, who just drops dead, and, and, and you don't even want to know how or why? Well, Peter McCullough does, and he's wondering why it is that these people aren't coming forward. I mean, it, again, it's, I mean, he calls it emotionally inert. Again, these are not dry runs. These are not rehearsals. These are attempts to take human life. And it works because people are brainwashed. I mean, why would you ever, I mean, think about it again. It goes back to Gage Grosskrantz suing Kyle Rittenhouse, where it's on video that Kyle Rittenhouse is in the right. It's the same thing here. It's it being, as Peter, as Peter McCullough says, emotionally inert. Why would you ever inject a child against a virus that the flu is 7 to 20 times more virulent than? Why would you ever do that? You never got your child a flu vaccine. Why would you ever get him a flu vaccine either, by the way? But for, for a child who has a 99.997% post-infection survival rate, why would you ever vaccinate that child? And I think a lot of it comes back to guilt, too. They know down deep inside what killed their kid. Your kid was totally healthy. I mean, let's again, I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. And you don't have to be uh, an investigator of criminal events to understand this. Here my child was, for the first 12 years of his life, completely and totally healthy. And then he gets injected and dies suddenly in, in his sleep. Perfectly fine up till 2021 when you're stupid enough to inject your child and now he's dead. Wouldn't you put two and two together? But the, and I, and I preach this all the time at my church. Does the threat of reality bother you so much that you won't accept it? The threat to what? The threat of, of, of my, the portrait that I paint of myself? The threat of the image of myself? The threat to my own personal little emotional world that I will not allow reality in? If I allow reality in, it'll destroy me emotionally or mentally? Reality is still reality. Why would you why would you walk around in denial? But that's what Peter McAuliffe is saying. We can't get people. Basically, again, sorry for the harshness. Well, I'm not sorry. 
But we can't get people to come forward about what happened with their kids. They need to do autopsies here. Look at what the autopsies are yielding around the world right now. We need to know why these people are dying. I mean, you think about mass mass formation psychosis. Well, we we are seeing no matter what first world country you go, what do what do all first world countries have in common? Right now, what do they all have in common? Mass vaccination rates, huge COVID. And I'm not talking about other vaccines. I'm talking about COVID nineteen mass vac COVID nineteen vaccination rates. Every single first world country, whether you take Australia, 17% increase in excess death. There have 17% more people are dying now than before the vaccination. And by the way, that's yielded by their version of the CDC. So it's probably twice that. Just like our CDC refuses to release that data. Our CDC refuses to release the hospitalization and death rates amongst the vaccinated. Refuses to release it. The UK has shut down that data. Canada has shut down that data. Australia has shut down that data. But you can't shut down deaths. That's going to come out. They're just not telling you how they're dying. But they have every single first world country in the world right now has a double digit increase in deaths. 40, somewhere between 10 and 40%. No less than 10 because every first world country is mass vaccinated. If you go into Africa, they have no decrease in fertility, no de- decrease in birth rates, and no de- no increase in excess deaths. In every first world country that is mass vaccinated, where they've been vaccinated, more than 50% of their citizenry has been vaccinated, they have a mass discre- decre- decrease in fertility and mass decrease in birth rates and mass increase in excess deaths. That's absolute fact. And, and what Peter, what Peter McCullough is saying, we want to simply want to know why. But people aren't coming forward because of guilt. If they come forward, they may, they, again, they have this ideal about themselves. You know what, we're caring, um, we're compassionate people. You know, we, 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 you know, put on masks so that we wouldn't spread it to grandma, whatever. They just think so highly of themselves. And the threat, the threat of, uh, the, the threat of reality to that idealism, that they're such a compassionate person, that, that, that the, the threat of what is true destroys their image. They don't want any part of it. People are willing to offer their kids on the altar of Moloch so that they can maintain their image of being a compassionate, realistic person. I'm a reasonable person. Think about that. Your own child. They're not. They, nobody will yield their children. Nobody will. Nobody even knows why these kids are dying. They're just dying. I know you. You and I. About five hundred people that are on right now. You and I read the articles, but we're we're the informed. You realize that most people are completely and totally uninformed. They have no idea whatsoever. Right, let me go on to the next one. Where am I at, Aaron? Eli Klein tweet. I just had to throw this out there. I don't, I don't know how well you can see this picture. I should have got blown it up and give it to Aaron. But I could actually try to blow it up. I couldn't make it any better. But this, this is actually last week now. But I had to, I had to just leave it in the, in the, in the broadcast because it just, it just, it just irritates. I, Jim Kenny is one of the most irritating human beings on the planet. And in, this, in, that, in the tweet, it's this, it's this week, which is last week. So last week, Philadelphia's mayor sits unmasked with pre-kindergartners. Now, now, here's the thing. Oh, let me, I'll finish. Who are still being forced to mask. Why does the, okay, so we got that. So, as I'm walking around Las Vegas here, what I'm noticing is this. I do notice 
about one, one out of a hundred people are still masked, which I'm like, 2023 guys. I mean, if you're masked, you're obviously five times vaccinated. We got that. What, what on earth are you doing? So of course we have that, but what I'm noticing more is the people that are masked are who the people that are masked are the help. And now what we have here, that picture was taken last week. You have, what was that? Oh, awesome. Yeah, put it up. So you look at this picture right here. That was taken last week. Where the only, leave it all up there for me and I'll just talk over it. The only person vulnerable to COVID-19 in that room is big, giant, fat Jim Kenny, Fat boy. Fat, obese, in his 60s. So the vulnerability to COVID is what? Let's leave it up there. Is fat and, uh, fat and old. Right, that's the vulnerability. And he's the only, think about it. I told you, it's cesspool, nonsensical, stupid, absolutely nonsensical, irrational, illogical governance. So the only person allegedly vulnerable to COVID-19 is the 68-year-old, I'm, I'm just guessing on his age, but I'm not guessing on his fatness, is the fat old guy in the room. And he's the only one not masked. Think about that. And the only and the people who are completely invulnerable to COVID-19 are masked. Every single kid in that room is 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19, have a 99.997% post-infection survival rate, a less than 0.1% death rate, they're masked. Which just shows you can bring it back to me. If it's illogical and it's nonsensical, it makes absolutely no sense, it's evil. Why would anybody ever listen to it? It's amazing. Now, I want to show you this real quick because I want to show you that it's all one giant globalist cabal. Again, now, what, what are, I'll try to name a few. What are the tentacles? What, what is the cabal? The cabal is not, it's not complicated. The, it, when it gets into tactics, it gets complicated because there's multiple tactics, but with the same desired outcome. The desired outcome is, as you always, you've already heard me say 10 times on the podcast, that you hear me say on every podcast because it needs to be said. The cabal, the intent of the cabal, the agenda is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, And that singular access point controlled by leftist tyrants. Now, how do they do it? Now, we've already stated COVID. We've already stated climate, climate the radical trans agenda. Another way, another way is mass migration. How do you achieve how do you achieve that agenda with mass migration? You flood countries with illegal immigrants that no have no heritage to connection to the country that they're mass illegally migrating into. They have no heritage connection. They don't know about the constitution, so they're easily globally governed. If you're not if you're not somebody who's a true American, like you you have learned about now, they don't learn about it in our our absolutely useless school system now. Make sure you homeschool your kids. They don't, they don't, they don't learn about the Bill of Rights anymore, Declaration of Independence, George Washington, uh, Abraham Lincoln, the Constitution, any of those things, the Civil War as it really is. They learn, they learn all the, the, the stupid, you know, various CRT agendas and, and, their, and their textbooks written by, a, you know, a, what's his name, Abram X. Kendi, whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Kendi's his last name, X. Kendi. They're learning all those books about how to be a racist. And by the way, let me just say this real quick on that. Eventually, we're going to have to have a discussion. I am massing videos right now because I'm going to put together, as I did, you know, 
at other times, a, a basically a dossier, to use some modern-day uh, political uh, vernacular. We're going to have to have a discussion about the black-on-white crime in this country. Uh, Tom, you're the only one in the world that would ever talk about that. Maybe. I don't care. I, I want to know because all I do is I'm massing. I have them amassed, and I'm going to figure out exactly how to present it. I mean, it won't be politically correct. Obviously, if you're watching this podcast, you know that. But I want to know why it is that we're having mass violent attacks against white people. I mean, I know why it is. We'll, we'll have that discussion. Because basically the black community, and I'm not, most of the black community is innocent. I'm just saying that the black community has now been taught by mass propaganda agendas, indoctrination, through our public schools, that they're victims. And, they're, and their victimizer is white people. So they feel like it's valid to attack white people. And it's happening all over the country. Send me videos of white people attacking black people. Go ahead. Come on, send them to me. Send them to me. You sound like a racist. I've got nothing to do with race. It has to do with truth. What's the truth? Are there videos of white people attacking white black people? Send them to me, please. Send them to me. Because I, I am putting together a portfolio a dossier, so to speak, again, of black people attacking white people because, again, this is part of a leftist globalist agenda to turn us against one another by creating a victim class that feels fine in attacking their, their alleged perpetrators, their victimizers. When nobody's victimized any of these black the people that these black people are attacking didn't victimize them. How did they victimize them? But through all this reparations talk, the CRT indoctrination, people are feeling empowered to violently attack people of the opposite race of them. We're going to have to have a national discussion because only videos that I'm seeing are black people in mass attacking white people. And we're going to have to talk about it eventually. But I digressed a long way off. So back to what I was saying, because that's also racial, racial politics, uh, Racial hatred is part of the tactics of that globalist agenda. The globalist agenda, leveraging into one world commerce system, singular access point, controlled by a tyrant. It's very simple. Just multiple tactics to get there. One of those tactics, and this is what was killing me. So you got, you have Jim Kenney espousing the COVID, the COVID agenda, sitting in a classroom full of kids. He's the only fat old person in the room, the only person vulnerable to COVID. He's the only one unmasked, and all the kids are masked. So we have that. So he espouses that agenda. Another, another component of that globalist agenda is mass migration, as I just explained. So what does he think about mass migration? Ian Miles Chong video. Does anybody remember when Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney uh, did a dance to celebrate turning Philadelphia into a sanctuary city? Play it for me. City, yeah. Mark a sanctuary city, yeah. Okay, so there he is. So he he espouses. It, it, it's all the same agenda. It's exactly the same agenda. It's different tactics. He espouses. If you're part of the agenda, you notice how they all espouse the same thing. They all espouse all tactics. If 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 they are, I wonder where where do you think Jim Kenny stands on climate change. Where do, where do you think he stands on vaccinations? Where do you think he stood on COVID lockdowns? 
Where do you think he stands on electric vehicles? Where do you think he stands on the homosexual agenda? Where does he, where, now since you have, where, where, do, where does he stand on crime? He legitimizes crime. He doesn't prosecute crime at all. Larry Krasner is his DA. It was just reelected somehow by the people of Philadelphia who's bought and paid for by George Soros. Where does, see, they're all the same. Mass crime is another tactic. If you have mass crime, it, it serves two purposes. Number one, you'll want a savior to come in, and that'll be like a brown shirt globalist movement to come in and make you quote unquote safe. The other component of mass crime, that's why you have all these bought and paid for, 75 of them, George Soros, bought and paid for district attorneys around the globe, around the United States, not the globe, around the United States. Name one of them in Philadelphia. Again, it's all this, it's all the same agenda. Just different tactics inside the agenda. Part of that agenda is mass crime. So you have Larry Krasner who is the DA for the city of Philadelphia, who doesn't prosecute any gun crimes. He doesn't prosecute any crimes. He lets everybody right back on the street. So you have a mass crime problem. So then you're going to want a savior. I covered number one. Number two is if you have a mass gun problem because you're not prosecuting gun crimes committed by people who aren't even lawfully allowed to carry guns, then you can say you have a gun problem, which enables them to do what? Confiscate legal gun owners' guns. That's the point of it all. Same tactic. In order to usher in this globalist narrative, this globalist agenda, you have to be defanged. So it's all the same agenda, but with multiple different tactics. He is for mass migration because he's for the agenda. He is for COVID masking because he's for the agenda. He is for mass crime because he's for the agenda. Right, let's go to the next one, Aaron. Aussie 17 video. Uh, you just play for me. It's vaccination data. Boom. And um, I I want to start with um, a very sincere apology. I want to as 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 effusively as I can fall on my sword, and I want to explain why and what and and frame it. So sit back and enjoy this if you like this kind of thing. So <laughs> we now know that uh, we have a Pfizer a very significant Pfizer executive on the record saying that they knew about these menstrual irregularities being a very serious concern. I have now seen uh, pathological specimens that show excess spike protein in the ovaries, in the adrenal gland. Uh, we, the, these, uh, the executive in the Project Veritas case pointed out that he thought maybe it had something to do with the hypothalamic pituitary axis, which is a very common sort of, it's a very delicate cycling system, a neuroendocrine system that women have that can get easily set off. But we now know some of the possible mechanisms, not just the ovaries, uh, but also there could be, we've seen excess spike protein now in the myelin and actually in the neuronal cell walls. So it could actually be direct neuronal effects. And we also know that spike protein is affecting plasminogen activator inhibitor by inhibiting that inhibitor and causing problems with bleeding and clotting. And we, of course, also know now that this spike protein is very much a part of what we call an endotheliitis or a lining of the artery problem that could easily be manifest in the uterine wall and the uterine lining. So there's at least five mechanisms I could think of that could be causing this that are of serious concern. And I am getting emotional when I, when I want to say this. When Naomi brought this up, I was the kindest thing I can say is I was dismissive. I was quietly dismissive of what she was bringing up because I had seen 
menstrual irregularities caused by everything in my career. And I thought, oh, it's just another thing. It's just another thing. I was wrong. I apologize. I got it. I, I don't know whether we're going to find out exactly what's going on, but I, I was I was as wrong as I could be. And the one thing that this pandemic has taught me, well, one of the many things, I've learned a lot of things that I didn't want to know, but the one thing that I did want to know is hubris and certainty is the enemy. It, it, you can't be certain about a lot. And don't don't discount anything until we know for sure what the data is. We're at the stage now where there's sort of general agreement that something significant is going on. There's multiple candidate mechanisms. And by the way, COVID could be a culprit in this as well, right? I mean, we don't know because they haven't asked the questions. They, they have to really, it, it's looking like, uh, based on Dr. Cole's work, who had all the pathology specimens, it really looks like the vaccine spike because they're not finding the nucleocapsid protein in with the spike protein in all these deposits and the ovaries and the adrenal glands, things like that. So it looks like something that is only delivering a spike, which is, of course, the vaccine. Of course, and see, now that's Dr. Drew doing what no COVID caving Christian, no COVID caving pastor is willing to do. And if you're watching, you happen to stumble upon this podcast, that might be you, that you've never come out and said, I was wrong. I was wrong to have masked, wrong to lock down, wrong to quarantine, wrong to pimp vaccines, whatever it may be. Some of you are asking why I'm so quiet tonight. I'm in a hotel room. I can't scream because there's people on both sides of me. I would love to, believe me, I'm holding it back. It's actually hard for me to actually flow like this, but I'm trying the best that I can. But Dr. Drew's willing to do what no, I'm, again, all these national, international, Global ministries that locked down, if none of not one of them has ever come out and said they were wrong. And you're like, Tom, get over it. I can't. You, see, you don't get over it when, when there's no repentance. You get over it when there's repentance. I've known plenty of people who got it wrong and they've come out and said, I got it wrong. But most everybody's just pretending like they didn't get it wrong. They don't even do. Dr. Drew is not saved. He's not an evangelical believer. He's not saved. The blood of Jesus has not washed away his sins. But he knows to come out and say, I was wrong. Because namely, Wolf was telling him, listen, this is abnormally affecting women's reproductive systems as well as their babies. 28 out of 32 babies in the Pfizer trial died. The babies were miscarried. Spontaneous abortions is what they're called. 28 out of 32. And it's even higher than that because they didn't track two of them or one, one other one. So it could be 29 out of 32. Tom, why do you need to be so specific? Because these are people's lives. These are actually human lives. They count to God. Before he formed them in the womb, they knew them. Their days were written when they were yet unknown. Psalm 139, 16 in Joshua 1, 5. Or Jeremiah 1, 5. And he said, Dr. Drew said, something significant is going on. Yeah, you know what it is? It's nanoparticles and S-spike proteins being found in every square inch of the body. In kidneys, in livers, in brains, in fetal tissue in fetal brain tissue being found in, inside these babies. This, this is what's really happening to the place where even Dr. Drew, because Dr. Drew before, and what's amazing is he's sitting there espousing the efficacy of these vaccinations without ever looking at them under a microscope. I do not get that. Do you know why I preach what I preach? Because it's in the Bible. I check to see if it's in the Bible and then I preach it. If you're going to be a doctor, what's under a microscope is your Bible. Why are you not, why are you espousing things to be true or not true when you have not verified them under or not verified them under a microscope? 
Explain to me why it is that you're advocating for for the efficacy of a vaccination or masking. All these doctors to this day, I went when I go when I go to the dentist. Well, well, one of my dentists, everybody's masked. To this day, they're all doctors and educated people. Explain to me why you're masked. Explain to me how it is that that mass fibrous tissue is going to block a 0.06 to 0.14 micron virus. None of them can. They just are espousing propaganda that's been given to them by somebody else. If somebody came up to me and said, Tom, preach this on Sunday, I would never preach it on Sunday unless it's in the Bible. So all of these doctors, if you, if you, if you say what's under a microscope is their Bible, are preaching heresy. They're not checking any of these things. Dr. Fauci has never looked at the, the vaccine under a microscope. He's never looked at vaccine damaged tissue under a microscope. And even when you have Dr. Drew, he says, we all now have to admit something significant's going on. Well, and while he's admitting something significant is going on, in other words, mass death and mass infirmity because of these vaccinations, the Biden administration, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Australia, and everybody else is telling people to do what? You have a doctor saying, whether it's McAuliffe, Malone, Ryan Cole, Dr. Drew, Naomi Wolf, whatever, Dr. Naomi Wolf is a PhD, not an MD, but significant studier of all of this vaccine material. You have all of these doctors espousing that there is something significant going on. They're not saying that correlation is causation yet. They should, but they're not because they all know that it's a vaccine. But they're all saying that something significant is going on while you have Martha Stewart and John John Legend pimping and whoring vaccines on national TV at Pfizer's behest and at the behest of the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA, and the Biden administration. Something significant is going on. People are dropping dead. You you have infirmities inside of the military up 300 to 1,600% in all areas. From HIV to spontaneous abortions in the military are up somewhere, myocarditis, pericarditis, neoplasm, skin cancer, testicular cancer. Everything's up 300 to 1,600% in the military. Everything which all started in 2021, and yet they're still telling people to go get vaccinated. Think about it. When you have, you know, every other, every other, whether it's bird flu, whether it's swine flu, whether what who, uh, human papillomavirus vaccines have been halted because of a few, like a hundred deaths. You're dealing now with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deaths, in my opinion, millions the only reason why we don't have millions is because of cowardice. The only reason why that it's not stated as fact that we're having millions, that we've had millions of COVID vaccine, vaccine deaths is because of cowardice, because of the consequences to people. If they acknowledge what's really happening, Pfizer is criminally liable. Albert Borla, criminally liable. Joe Biden, criminally liable. Why, why don't you say Donald Trump, Tom, because it's Operation Warp Speed? that created these vaccines. Well, I agree, but now he's not criminally liable because he didn't force anybody to take it. And Donald Trump's still going around spouting that he saved tens of millions of lives, which, yeah, I love Donald Trump. We'll vote for him against any Democrat, of course, but I'm just saying that may cost him the election because of people like me. I'm sitting, what are you talking about? You're either galactically incompetent by not studying the data. You're galactically ignorant because you have no idea what you're talking about or you do know. And if you do know and you're espousing that data and you're at the level of Donald Trump, then you are at least civilly liable. 
He needs to knock it off. You know, I, people hate when I when I say bad things about Trump. Listen, I am not a sycophant for any human being. I'm a sycophant for Yahweh, for Jesus, and for the Holy Ghost. That's it. Everybody else is fallible. Everybody else can be wrong. Donald Trump is wrong a significant portion of the time. He's right more often than he's wrong, but he's wrong, and he cost himself the election by what he did with COVID and these vaccines. But he, Dr. Drew is coming out and said this, and in the midst of saying something significant is going on, they're still telling people to take this vaccination. All right, let's go to the next one. Now, this, this, this video, let me just set this up. This is a priest, and, I, and it doesn't even say what the area is, but we can all probably assume that it's a Democrat-controlled area. But look what happens in, in this particular video. Play for He said something like, this is my house or whatever. It's an American accent, so we know it's somewhere in America. And I couldn't find where it was at. But we can just assume. We know it's in a Democrat area. Chicago, San Francisco, whatever. So what my, my point with this, I actually put this out on Twitter, was you can yield all you want. You can, like the priest in that video, and I, I would normally, if we were at home, I'd have Aaron freeze frame it and show you all this stuff, but I'm not going to have him do it. Don't do it, Aaron. Even, I'm not hinting. Um, I would have him show you. You can, you, can, you can give all you want to the agenda. It will, you will still not be spared the agenda's tyranny. It doesn't matter how much you comply to the agenda, to the tyrannical agenda, that tyranny will still come after you. It will, it will not, you will not, your compliance will not cause you to be spared. You have that priest, and that's a, that's a newer video, who's standing in his church service, still masked in February of 2023, complying to the agenda. But that very agenda which we probably know is in San Francisco, Chicago, or New York, where they are not prosecuting these criminals. They're not doing anything with these crazy people on the streets. You can do things with these crazy people on the streets. Law enforcement, 25 years, I know. They're not doing anything with them. So the very tyranny that you are complying with will not spare you. That priest has complied. He's there in a liberal area. He's got his mask on. But the tyranny that he's complying to came up and bit him in the rear end. Come walking. I can flat out tell you this. If a guy comes on my pulpit like that or on my stage, it would not end that way. Walking off. When he, right when he, I mean, the moment that he touched me, it's on. And I have the right to self-defense. A biblical right to self-defense also. But you can just see, it doesn't how many, all of these people who believe in that, it, what, what really floors me are all the COVID-compliant conservatives and Christians. Always CCC. COVID-caving Christian, COVID-compliant Christians, always CCC, COVID-compliant conservatives. You know what? I'm just going to put my mask on. I'm just going to get this vaccination to keep my job. It doesn't matter. You're still going to lose your job. How far are you going to comply? You can comply all you want. Are you going to comply, Christian, to the place where you have to put the mark on your right hand or on your forehead? You complied to put the mask on. You complied to get the get a vaccination to keep to keep your job. And then they said, you know what? You're no longer considered fully vaccinated because you only got the first two shots. 
And that now, in order to keep your job, you have, in order to keep your job, you've got to be fully vaccinated. Now we've changed the definition of fully vaccinated to be boosted. So now you get that one. You comply, you comply, you comply, and you and then you get your fourth one. Then you get your fifth bivalent vaccination. You comply, you comply, and if you live, which the odds are you won't, but if you live through that, eventually it gets because all of this is greasing the skids. For the mark of the beast that he causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast and the number of his name which is already we've already seen that in place can't buy sell couldn't buy sell trade or travel canada australia new york city england israel without your qr code and mark of the beast or the entire european union without your qr code and mark of the beast on your phone but even that doesn't doesn't rivet the souls of christians to come out and say they're wrong which floors me but you can continue to comply all you want. Eventually, the tyranny that you are complying to comes to get you. You will not be spared but via compliance unless you're willing to go all the way to hell. And I don't mean, I mean literal hell. I'm not cussing right now. I mean all the way to hell. Satan's hell. The lake of fire. That's where, you'll, that's where your compliance will take you. I just, you know, I don't want to offend this person. I don't want to, I want to keep my job. Listen, if I had to stop being a pastor to, to uh, you know, if I, had to, if I had to choose stop being a pastor or take the COVID shot, I'd stop being a pastor. I'm not taking that thing. I'm not going to comply. And you're like, Tom, you can pass. Right. What I would do is just pastor out in the woods. I just pitch a tent in my backyard, whatever it took. I don't care. I'll go underground. We'll be like China. All, you remember all the hypocritical Christians during COVID-19? All of them telling you, you know what, you can't, you got to obey your ruling authorities while they're sending uh, Bibles to China, to China's underground Christian church, which are not obeying their ruling authorities by having an underground Christian church. See, none of it ever makes sense. It never makes sense. It's nonsensical and illogical. Therefore, it's nefarious. In other words, it's evil. It's evil. All right, look at that. I just have to show you this one. We've got a couple minutes left. Natural immunity video. This is Ryan Cole, the next epidemic. Play for me. And in that article at the end, their conclusion was pretty concerning, which was the vaccine induces complex functional reprogramming of innate immune responses. So your innate immune system is a balance between your T cells, your kind of your Pac-Man cells, your macrophages, your dendritic cells. It's a dance between all these different cells. And there's also one... Um, it's a myeloid-derived suppressor cell. So all of these different parts of the immune system talk to each other. Now, these receptors either have to be upregulated or off, depending on which signals get sent. And they're really responsible for making all sorts of cytokines that'll help attack tumors, all sorts of um, different molecules, interferons, et cetera, that are not only critical in an antiviral response, but also an anti-cancer response. So um, when you see that one paper where it suppresses that toll three, seven, and eight, seven and eight are critical for um, keeping other viruses in check. So these are all little membrane-bound receptors. Um, the seven and eight are on the inside of your cell on something called an endosome. But when those are present in normal ratios and active, then they can say to your cells, hey, here's a virus, upregulate this, we'll fight the virus off. Well, what we're finding, um, big study in JAMA post-Moderna, tons of shingle outbreaks. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing in all of the vaccines is that seven and eight is getting suppressed. And yeah, that exactly. Reactivation of varicella zoster, uh, reactivation of other viruses. And the virus says, hey, they, you know, there's no blocker on the front line here. Nothing keeping me in check. I can wake back up. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So what we're seeing in these studies, that, that one that you put up, is that after the shots, we're seeing a significant drop of these toll-like receptors, number seven and eight. So the viruses are waking back up. 
you know, very importantly, and this goes to that question of all these anecdotes that we're hearing from different uh, oncologists around the country and the world, literally. I, I got a, a very interesting note from a family doc that's been in Ireland for uh, 40 years. He knows his community, knows his patients. And he said, hey, you know, a lot of my patients are getting the shot. Some aren't. But in those that are, and then he listed the number of cancers he's seen in a six-week period of time that he's never seen in a 40-year career. Wow. And so he, he asked what could be causing that. So I, I sent him that paper as a potential mechanism because that toll-like receptor number four is critical in the, in the microenvironment to keep cancers at check, in check. So I was talking to uh, Harvey Risch, the world-renowned epidemiologist. He said, well, you know, post a shot or a therapy, it's usually going to be five, 10 years till we see these signals. And I said, yeah, usually it would be, but when we have something we've never done before that's suddenly suppressing one of these receptors that's highly, highly responsible for keeping cancers in check, it would be very explicable as to why something that is quiescent all of a sudden wakes up. So, I mean, all day long, our cells are fighting off mutations in different cells. If they, they see the mutation, they'll try to kill that cell. If this receptor is downregulated, then all those downstream uh, molecules inside that cell that's fighting there it can't fight because those signals are now turned off. The, the cytokines, the interferons, the things that will attack that atypical cell. So we're seeing the early signals of this. And so that's what's concerning. And see, this is, this is the thing. And I've been, I've been espousing this for a long time, and not from my own knowledge, just by listening to people like Dr. Ryan Cole. Ryan Cole is who? Board-certified board pathologist out of the Mayo Clinic, who's been basically excommunicated from the medical community because he told the truth like jesus was excommunicated from the church because he said things like he said the truth and he this is a quote from jesus yet because i tell you the truth you do not believe me the the truth causes you to think i'm not that that i'm lying the truth is the truth is a lie to you so he's been taken out of the medical community he's now coming back these people are coming back now because it's undeniable what's happening all over the globe right now people are having basically just a, just as an example, I was talking about this with with a friend of mine who's dealing with a, a vaccinated person, where you, people in in the family would die of cancer. But so a lot of times, you, people would have like a latent cancer, you know, a latent cancer situation where they would die of it in their eighties, okay, because they have like a latent cancer situation. Well, now those cancers that would come about in their eighties are now coming about in their 40s because as Dr. Ryan Cole was talking about, they were like, they have a quiescence, a quiet cell brought to life by nanoparticles and X-spike proteins, bringing them to life. And it's called antibody-dependent enhancement. Quiescent cells, which are dormant, which you may have like some cancer going on in a family. And I like to speak any sort of generational curses over people. I hate that stuff. All you got to do is bind and loose and believe the gospel. And there is no generational curses. Just so everybody knows. But these latent cells are being brought to life by the vaccines. We're having a pandemic, an epidemic of cancer. People go in with no cancer, which basically, or, or stage one. And it's stage four in three weeks. Or it's latent. It's really, they would never even have that. They have the propensity to get cancer when they're in their 80s. And now they're 41. And they spring to stage four cancer in a matter of a month. That is what's happening. It's called ADE. Those of you who watch this podcast all the time know I espouse this all the time. Antibody Dependent Enhancement Syndrome. Which is to put it into our vernacular, our verbiage, our understanding is changing your antibodies from being warriors. What normally happens is your antibodies attack a mutant cell. Attack it, kill it, 
gets sent out in waste material. Now what happens is these antibodies only kill that which they're programmed. The, when you your antibodies now, your genetic material, if you're vaccinated, gets mutated to form as spike proteins. And the only thing that those things will attack is a very specific alpha variant that's long gone until this new bivalent. Now, this bivalent fifth booster, you no longer have to get the first four vaccinations, but that was still six months behind the BA4 and BA5, which is why more people are dying of Omicron than, than, than Delta, and more people are dying of Omicron than Alpha. People can't fight off the most simplistic of illnesses anymore. That's what's happening, Even including, you know, like cancer isn't simplistic, Tom. It is because a lot of people, it's quiescent. It's actually latent. They may never get it. They may never have cancer. Or if they get it, they'll be when they're 87, not when they're 37. But those cells that are quiescent are being woken up because of antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Love you all. Thank you for watching our very first remote broadcast from Las Vegas. Got several videos to follow right after we get done with our little ads. But thank you so much. Thanks to my entire team, Aaron, Naz, and Norma, who are here in the room with me. I am on the 57th floor of the Encore Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas. Great time. Thank you for joining me. Over 500 viewers tonight. Thank you for sticking with me. I know it was normal. I couldn't scream and yell like I usually do, even though I want to. Be back to screaming and yelling. 8.30 Thursday night. Don't miss it. 90 full minutes of fury. God bless you all. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible. talk show host Stu Peters is our guest for the hour. StuPeters.com needs no introduction. You know, when I saw the first topic you wanted to get into, I thought of all the hype of the Marburg virus by the UN saying 90% of those that get infected die. I think it's pretty clear COVID was a beta test. They're getting ready for something new. Stu, great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex. There's no doubt that 100% of what you just articulated is true. I mean, we have an empire of lies, a fake government, a corporate government crime syndicate that has openly declared biowarfare on its own citizens. And one of the most alarming things is, you know, by omission, the criminal press has completely led people to their own slaughter. And this is like world governments are all in lock, lockstep together working to accomplish this. Remember the lies that we were told about COVID-19. We were told lies about spreading and infection. We were told lies about masking. We were told lies about safe and effective vaccines. We were told lies about the pandemic of the unvaccinated. We were told lies about, you know, hospitals caring for patients, how we couldn't be around grandma and grandpa in the nursing homes. 
We couldn't be next to our loved ones in the hospitals who walked in under their own horsepower, who were otherwise perfectly healthy people, and reported the sniffles or a cough before anybody knew what this COVID-19 thing was all about. We were led to our own slaughter as they were given this deadly remdesivir protocol, this venomous product that goes through your veins and courses through causing renal failure. It failed an African Ebola trial. Tony Fauci knew that. He was responsible for getting it into the Ebola trial. The NIH dictated this one single treatment to every hospital facility here and then threatened doctors that if they didn't use this protocol, well, guess what? They were going to lose their licenses. So they coerced the doctors. They coerced everybody in big corporate America, uh, all of the globalist conglomerates. The NFL is a great example. And, And then... Boom. All of a sudden, as you know, programs like yours and ours start to dig into this, we have people coming forward with patents and showing when all of this was actually developed. This is they tell you right here. This is a pegylated lipid nanoparticle. This weapon of biowarfare, according to their patents, and this isn't just some arbitrary patent. This is a patent that was used across every single covid injection vaccine that they told you was safe and effective. This instructs your body to produce billions of spike proteins, billions of venomous peptides uh, that course through your veins and cause all kinds of autoimmune deficiencies and antibody dependent enhancement and Guillain-Barre and myocarditis. Every single one of these symptoms is listed as the effect, as the adverse event or side effect, we believe intended consequences of a bioweapon that they unleashed on the world. And I want to specify it is the sin that is the problem, not the sinner. Every single person is loved by God, and God forgives all of us of our depravity. But we have to turn away from our sins and turn toward him. And it seems the panel opposite me has forgotten to separate the sin from the sinner. One can denounce sin while still welcoming the sinner. So as I wrap up, my message to the proposing side is do not lead us astray. Do not lead people astray. Do not be the wolves in sheep's clothing. Do not be the false teachers that the Bible warns us about. Remember your obligation to defend the faith. Stop teaching about diversity, inclusion, and equality, and get back to teaching about redemption and salvation. This is spiritual neglect. Help people by telling them the truth. Be kind to people by supporting them through those struggles and reminding them that Christ suffers with them. And be compassionate by leading them to Christ when the world tries to lead them away from him. The church is imploding, and the faithful masses have stopped turning up on Sundays, and we are seeing the most rapid decline of Christianity in this country that we may have ever seen. Do not accelerate it with heresy. You do not have the authority to bless sin. When I hear the Bishop of London on record saying these new prayers will mean priests can bless same-sex relationships, some of which may be sexual in nature, I hear the devil at work. Bishops are promoting the idea of sacramental sodomy. Let them be anathema. Repent. So, refugees welcome, the perfect people. Folks, I'm just wondering, uh, you're a part of this organisation. You're a part of this organisation, yeah? I'm just wondering, I have a sign-up form. I'm just wondering, would you like to sign up? It's to have unvetted male migrants in your own home. Would you like to sign up? Sir? I'm not in a position. You're not, you're not in a position. So, who do you suppose would house them then? Would anyone like to house unvetted male migrants in their home? One person? Anyone? I have a sign-up form. They're welcome. I don't have a house. There's a housing crisis. Who would like to house an unvetted male migrant in their home? Anyone? No one. My God. Absolutely no one. Zero. I literally have a sign-up form right here. So where do we house them? Where do we house them? It's a complex issue, just once you understand, but uh, absolutely no one is going to house any of them in their home, unvetted male migrants. 
I'm just saying. You're a fucking clown. Okay, I'm a fuck. Would you want to house male migrants in your home? Unvetted male migrants? Yes or no? Yes or no? I'm just asking a question. I don't have a home. I'm not racist. I want to I welcome refugees. Just where do we put them? That's all. Where do we put them? So, uh, standing here outside the Garden of Remembrance and not one person I can get to sign up to have unvetted male economic migrants in their home. Not one. Point proven, folks. Thank you. Well, there you go, folks. That's what they're all about, the left. No one can answer the hard-to-answer questions. So, uh, over and out for now. Look, I'm no hero. I'm just doing what I'd expect anyone else to do for me. Any decent person, anyway. <laughs> my name is Carlos Ronaldo Jr., and I wear a mask when I'm alone in my car. Still, in the current year. Three point eight billion? That's crazy. I mean, I'm sure I've saved lives, but probably no more than two point seven, two point nine, somewhere in that range. Look, I'm just an ordinary guy who wears a mask when there's no one around for miles. I'm following the science. When people see me driving around like this, a lot of them assume I'm like an Uber driver or something and the company is making me wear it. But no, I do this on purpose. You're welcome. I just find a real sense of satisfaction in knowing that... Ah, shucks, I even hate to say it, but... That I'm just a way better person than everyone else. And I drive a Honda Fit. You know, all it would take for us to beat this pandemic that ended years ago is for all of us to just chip in and mask up, even when we're locked in a steel and glass box for literally hours, alone. Sometimes when I let the pandemic get me down, I like to think of this phrase that I thought of and came up with myself when I was driving around in my Honda Fit. We're all in this together. <laughs> oh no.